Hi, welcome to Solo BG Podcast. This is episode number 60. I'm very happy that you are here with me today, tonight, this evening, like I always said, for this uh, episode. For if this is your first time in the show, well, this is a show where we talk about board games. That's right. But we mainly focus in solo and cooperative board games. That means games that you can play with your friends against the game or you can play it solo that's right you can put it on the table just like a video game and let yourself immerse in rolling dice drafting cards drawing cards moving miniatures etc etc so you get the idea and if this is your first time well welcome and you're in a very special one because this is episode number 60 and in this episode We're going to do something special that we do once in a while that is, is starting to become like a tradition for Solo BG Podcast that every 10 episodes, that means episode 40, 50, 60 now, I try to get a special guest and that way we can, you know, make something something nice about it. And for this episode, I will be joining my friend uh, Jeremy Howard. Now, Jeremy, you probably know him better from Jambalaya Play Games, and he also has a Solo Sunday with Man vs. Meeple on their Facebook and their social media. He also belongs to Dice Tower, and he has uh, has some very cool videos on Dice Tower, so you can check him out as well. On this interview that you're going to hear, we recorded about two nights ago, uh, on actually Tuesday, I don't remember the day exactly, but we recorded on Tuesday. Um, today, let me give you the today's day, today's uh, Thursday 26, March 26, 2020, so it was recorded on Tuesday uh, 24, 2020, on March And we talk about very interesting things. You know, we talk about the industry mainly. We talk about Kickstarter. Of course, we talk about the unfortunate situation about the coronavirus or COVID-19 around the world. We also talk about our favorite games. We also have a big, big section on the interview where we talk about content creators. And we talk about uh, if you want to jump in to start to do your, uh, your own content creator space from either it could be a YouTube channel or a podcast We talk about it, we give, you some, we give you some advices, we share how both we started and where did, where did we get the inspiration from. Uh, we talk about the conventions that we attend. Also, uh, Jeremy uh, talks towards the end about a giveaway that he's starting right now on his social media. Uh, many things that you're going to hear in the interview. It was a very enjoyable inter, uh, interview. Uh, I had fun. Uh, we had a very, very good questions for one another. We talk about, like I said, Kickstarters, um, you know, the last news from Simon Games. We talk about many things that I'm pretty sure you will enjoy. Once again, this is episode number 60. And just remember that you can follow me on social media in Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SoloBG Podcast. You can reach out to me, especially on these uh, times, in these difficult times around the world, like I said, because of the COVID-19 or coronavirus. You can reach out to me. We can talk about games. I can, you know, uh, share with you what I'm going to be recording soon, uh, the games that I've been playing and all the stuff. Or we can, you can just uh, comment on the pictures that I try to update daily of the games that I've been playing and different many things. So feel free to, to um, you know, to uh, send me a comment or something. I will be very gladly and I will be uh, replying to you very soon. So anyway, this is episode number 60 once again. I hope you enjoy. Uh, and then next week, we're going to continue with our normal episodes talking about one game per episode because once again, if this is your first time, we do weekly episodes where we talk about a solo and cooperative board games. Also, once per month, We do a solo with friends, where is where we talk about a game that it cannot be played solo or cooperative. And once in a while, like I mentioned before, 
We do a very special ones when we have guests, we have Kickstarters previews and things like that. So anyway, I hope you enjoy once again episode 60 Solo BG podcast. And like always, let's start in three, two, one. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. So hey friends, like I told you on the introduction, I'm very happy because we have a very unique episode and I'm here with my friend Jeremy Howard. Probably you're wondering, who is Jeremy Howard? I'm pretty sure you know who Jeremy Howard is. And he is the famous guy from uh, Jambalaya Play Games. Also, you know him from Man vs. Maple. And you have, seen me, you have seen him in conventions. You have seen him running around in all the Facebook showing, showing us so much amazing games. And here he is with us. Jeremy, how are you, my friend? Man, I'm good. Hey, party people. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, man. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk about everything. I love to talk. Okay, that's right. I love to talk yeah. too. Even with... I'm an only child, man. I love to talk. So okay. when I get people in the room with me, I love to talk. Yeah, even even with my awful accent, I, I love to talk as well. <laughs> um, so, uh, Jeremy, so, you know, it's crazy. We're going to have a, a very interesting uh, chat. I'm going to call it a chat more than a show. Um, we're going to have a very interesting chat, a very interesting talk. We're going to talk about board games, of course, solo board games. We're going to talk about also, unfortunately, um, the whole situation around the world right now. And also we're going to talk about Kickstarters and many, many, many interesting things. But like I always do when I have a guest, uh, I always like to ask Jeremy, who is Jeremy? Who is Jeremy? Where he began as a gamer and all this stuff. I Like I always tell everybody, just to speak from your mind, speak from your soul, speak from your uh, that gamer spirit and tell us about Jeremy Howard. Um, well, I just, uh, I, 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 oof, I'm just a guy, man. I grew up playing a lot of board games when I was little and you know back in the day I kind of started out with a donation from to the boys and girls club in my local area and then that was how I got into board games and I've been like my family's been like a card a lot of card games okay and like I said when I was a little kid with the club stuff but I kind of detached from board games for a while uh, until I was I uh, got back from the military and I met my girlfriend at the time and we played D&D with her friends and that okay. was something new for me um, and then I kind of flash forward to like 2015. I had played games in forever. I was listening to a video game podcast and I got into uh, listen to this guy because at the end he would talk about board games. Okay. And uh, when he did that, uh, he brought up this game called Mage Knight. Oh, I know. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so my game journey started out with two games. It was one called Dungeon Saga, and another one was called Mage Knight. So if you can't tell, I like dungeon crawler type games. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, so, uh, yeah, it was really, really cool, and uh, that was the beginning. And, uh, you know, there's nothing better to break in a hobby than uh, breaking with Mage Knight. Of course. So. <laughs> you know what? I like. I, I, think, I think now that you're talking about Mage Knight, uh, it's interesting because I think that's like the holy grail for all solo gamers. Like, I don't, oh, I, I haven't met any of solo gamers that they don't e either know or have played Mage Knight. And my experience with Mage Knight actually was with my friend Caleb. And when he showed it to me how to play, 
it was basically, and I always say this, basically like a college uh, class. Yeah. It, it was so immersive, so complex, so everything. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's crazy how some games like Match Night, they can be, I don't know, eight years old and seven year old. And they still can feel like like new because of the mechanics, strategies. Probably yeah. the art can be, you know, a little bit whatever, yeah. but yeah. but but anything else, everything else. I'm sorry, it's it's pretty much updated, don't you think? Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, honestly, man, I've been playing games for a while now, and I just still can't, I, I just can't find a game that's just pound for pound just better. Like there are games <laughs> with better mechanisms in them or something like that. But like, uh -huh. I think the reason why Beige Knights really still holds its value is because of how difficult it is yeah. and how much of a puzzle it is and it actually has like several mechanisms in it so it's like it's kind of a blender of board game and then it's just you know it's a it's a like a it's an adventure you know yeah. it's like a full adventure there's another game that there's there's two games that are sort of like that but they're way different the closest one is um what's that uh you have it there. You have it there in your game room. Uh, Champions of Horror. Yeah. It's called Champions of Horror. That's very, very uh, close to that. But uh -huh. definitely different theme, but you are really kind of doing some things with the cards, like the kind of like top and bottom of the cards yeah. and how they come out and play. But then like, yeah, it's just hard to find those kind of games that really, really like just, you know, like roll that over. I can't. There's I've played so many games, so many solo games, so okay. many looking for that and honestly what's funny about that game is uh like neville's war too yeah it's like it says like one to four and it's like <laughs> i would never play this game with anybody else like, you know, like, no. why? like who would play this game with anybody else like you gotta be kidding me yeah i feel like some sometimes the the, the games usually will play with that strategy more with that strategy of the now going to the aspect of the merchandise and uh you know the, the marketing of putting a certain number of players in that way they can hit that mark i guess in yeah. case if there's somebody on the game store that they don't know too much about games or whatever, and they could be like, oh, for four players, yeah, I can play with my family. And they're like, no, dude, you want to play it by yourself. <laughs> I think, I think uh, honestly, I, I think it really all boils down to like, you know, that comes down to your purchasing power because sometimes, you know, people do have all the intention of the world. Even if it's a solo game, they'll be like, oh, I'll play with my partner. Or on even on the other end, for somebody who's not a solo gamer, they'll be like, it says two to five but they're really buying it just for two player. Yeah. So there's a dilemma both ways. You know, it's really up to these publishers and designers to make that stuff clear. Like if mm -hmm. it's a two player variant and not a two player experience, that's okay. completely different. You know, um, if it's a one player variant, you are kind of walking the line of maybe making it work versus like, this is the solo rules. I always tell people like there's a difference. Yeah. Uh, but especially because it's the language that they use. Um, but you got to kind of fish those out. I always encourage people to really do a lot of research before you buy stuff, even if people are excited about it. Yeah. You know, for me, like people contact me all the time asking me about a game and games and stuff like that. And I always tell people like, I can tell you that it's, it's fun, but I have fun in many different ways. And I, <laughs> you know, true. like, and I respect the games for what they are. You know, I don't really beat them up. It's just that I probably won't come back to my table. But, yeah. uh, you know, I tell people, like, you still got to do your research. And I wouldn't even request a game for a review or I wouldn't even buy it unless I read the rule book already or I've seen a demo of the game or I've watched several playthrough videos because I just can't. I can't afford it. Yeah. You know? And I, I wouldn't tell anybody to buy something just because I like it. I don't care how much you like, you know, what I like. So, yeah, that's a good um, point. And now yeah. now now that we go going a little bit back, um, 
where you were talking about your background, you know, that you started to yeah, say that start uh, playing D&D &D and, yeah. and then mentioning all this stuff. Then I want you to talk about, to talk about uh you know the jambalaya play games because oh, I, I, oh. oh yeah you you so, want that so yeah, yeah. so I, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty simple like in 2017 i think it was i went to gen con 50 i think that's when it was and when i went i remember i had kingdom death monster at the time yeah and i was like all in on board games at that point i was painting you know you're painting you're putting stuff together i mean kdm is like a lifestyle game you got to put everything together you yeah. gotta be all in mm -hmm. so I wanted to go to Gen Con. We didn't have a lot of money at the time. And I said to myself, you know what? How bad do I really want to go to Gen Con? It used to be in Milwaukee where I'm from. And I said, you know what? I want to make the trip. I'm not going to you know, take money from my family. Uh, I'll just sell my KDM. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm selling my KDM. Okay. So I sold it so I can go to Gen Con 50. And on my drive there, I just decided I wanted to be a content creator. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 yeah so you know i came up with the whole concept on my way there what i wanted to do and how passionate i was about the hobby was already there uh, but i had done some play testing and stuff already so that was kind of my way to begin that like navigating it and how i would communicate what i do and then i started as a blog so i started a blog jumbleyplaysgames.com back then okay and and then i just kind of did that for a while and then the next year maybe a year later or something like that, I went to Origins and I just was like, I'm just going to take my cell phone out, do some, you know, you know, just do a couple interviews and see how fun it, you know, how it goes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I did 30. Oh, and okay. And by the time I was done, I, I was in, you know, like I was all in. Like I just, I was like, I could do this. And a lot of publishers, the people that I was meeting, you know, we were just talking. He's like, man, you, got, you just need to be like in front of the camera and behind the camera. This is what yeah. you need to do. You know, like, You know, your blog is crappy, <laughs> which is true. It's very true. No, no, it's, it's so, a good blog. Come on. I already so, went in, so, went and so, jump in. And... So I, uh, yeah. So then I started that. I've been doing that for a while. And then uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I, I was doing video content for Board Game Revolution for about a year or so. Okay. I wasn't aware uh, of that. Was, yeah. So I was doing, you know, that's a huge Facebook. I think it's probably the biggest Facebook group for board games. Really great community. Okay. And I was doing like promo nights for them. So several publishers would send me games like from their line and I would show the overviews of them uh, live every Friday. Okay. That was like kind of how I got my promotional start. Mm -hmm. And then uh, so I was doing promotions and then I was doing reviews. And uh, yeah, and then I, I kind of quit that. I was doing previews for them too. And then I just kind of quit it. And then I moved on to MVM. I had met, actually I met Jeremy at that origins okay uh, was that or and uh he just remembered me and uh kira who's a really really good woman she's a great like person person behind the scenes in this industry okay um, great marketing person she kind of like kept you know kept me around and she supported me back when i had 29 subscribers to my my blog back in the day okay like, that's amazing literally, literally if like the first three months i was just like uh, you don't even need to look up my algorithm it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if anybody read my article yesterday, but, um, yeah. So like that team, man, the team, they brought me in and like, here I am, man. I just, I'm nobody, man. I just make, I just love games. I love sharing with the hobby, man. I'm, I'm nobody special. I just want to have fun with everyone. And I want people to know about games that are fun. And 
if they're not fun, I'll let you know about that too. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know yeah. what? You used you touched something very interesting because yeah. um, I said very often on the episodes that, uh, by the way, Jeremy, you're you're in a special number. This is episode number 60. So it's like a special oh. one, you know? I, yeah. I, I always try to bring very, very special people um, to special numbers. So for example, uh, on the number 50, it was my friend uh, Adam Smith from Rolling Solo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then on number 30, I number 40, I'm sorry, I think, or 30, I don't know. You guys will let me know better because if you go to the podcast list uh, on the episode, you will see the numbers. It was Mike Delicio uh, from Solomon oh, okay. Games. Now it's you, number 60, so I'm very glad, you know. And you were talking about this content creator process, um, and my story is very similar because I was, I think, on my after my first Gen Con was Gen Con 49, I believe. Okay. And um, I was there, you know, with my wife and friends and everything. And I started hobby playing X-Wing miniatures from Star Wars. And oh, then once nice I moved guy. to Indianapolis, yeah, one of my friends, I, I went to one, I met one guy and I made, I made friend, friendship with him. And then he's like, when he was, we were at his house, I saw a bunch of games and he's like, you know, I, I play sometimes solo board games. And I'm like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? Like I, I suddenly pictured this guy like playing Monopoly around a table by himself or something like that. And he's like, no, here he is. So he actually lent me the first uh, version of Pathfinder, the card game. And I remember going home, checking a video about it uh, with Ricky Royal, by the way. And um, I played the game and it blew my mind. Then after all, the, re the rest of history. But what I'm saying to say was when I went to Gen Con, which it was a little bit after that, um, I just suddenly decided just like you, like, you know what? I, I want to do something. Then I contact uh, Rodney Smith from Watch It Play It. And I was like, hey, Rodney. I want to help in Spanish, I guess, because Spanish is my primary language. And I was like, can I help you with, you know, doing something for your channel? And he was the one that gave me the little bit go in and he told me, you know what? You should do something, but do something that you like, uh, you know, yeah. for the hobby. And yeah. he told me, I'm going to give you a tip. There's not too many podcasts out there for solo board gaming. Nope. So <laughs> you should jump into that. So yeah. that's how I uh, how I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. And I started to buy equipment and stuff and the rest is history. But my point is that you were mentioned something very nice about the hobby, that you want to bring more people to the hobby, that you want to show a game and you want to, uh, you know, tell from your from your perspective if the game is good or bad. And I think this hobby is beautiful in the aspect that usually the people that are in, it's very good people and it's a very friendly environment. And... Pretty much, I mean, there's a space for everybody. Everybody, if you want to be a content creator, you can jump in and start to do your, your stuff. And probably at the beginning, it's going to be hard uh, because like you were saying, 20-something subscribers. But the hobby is so gentle and so good that the publishers and designers, they're usually very supportive. And, just, and, you know. I would just say it like this. Like, you know, I started... Literally, I, I had someone I, I had someone like kind of backdoor me into going and, you know, going into this and like really kind of talking me into actually starting a blog and stuff like that because uh -huh. I was hinting at it before. And then I was like, eh, forget it. <laughs> and then, I you know, and then finally I took the plunge and, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was great because like I had all the passion in the world, but like you're going to go through ups and downs. You know, and yeah. I think one thing that people don't understand is, is like, you just got to start. You'll figure it out. You'll suck at it. Don't worry. Yeah. You'll suck at it. <laughs> you know, like, don't worry. Just, you'll just suck at it. Like, yeah. nobody's going to watch you and you're going to suck at it. Yeah. That's okay. But that's okay. Like, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to read it. They're not going to watch it. It's like, you got to do the work and you got to do it for a while. 
and yeah. you got to be consistent and people will come to you because you're being consistent and persistent sometimes when you don't, you know, like you yeah. got to be persistent a little bit yeah. and you got to make people notice you and <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It, it's, it's okay. And it really comes down to what do you want? You know, like, do you want to be popular? Do you want to be a go-to source? Do you just want to put stuff out in the world and like see who's, you know, and, and that's it. And then everybody just deal with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, what do you want to do? Yeah. And And my ultimate concept has always been, I just want people to have fun. I want to show games that I think people will have fun with. And it's not just my opinion because even games that I don't find like are the best for me. I know exactly why other people would enjoy these games. So I, I, I just tell people like you can learn all those things along the way. Even if you trash a game, you got to learn how to trash a game properly. Otherwise you just, (laughs) otherwise people do think like you're just, they'll either love you because you're like this, they think you're the most awesome, honest gamer, which is not true because sometimes people just do that so they can get, you know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But (laughs) but also you have, you know, you got to learn this, you know, you kind of have to be professional. You know, in a mm-hmm. sense, on how you deliver your message and not just sloppily. If you can be very excited about a game, and then you can also uh, and, and express yourself clearly. Then, if you don't like a game, you should be able to express yourself clearly as well, too. Yeah, and it doesn't have to sound like anger. You yeah, know? you're right. You now, know, it's like it's hard not to do though. Yeah, you know, but you just realize you're you're really getting down on you're really going hard on something that's made of plastic cardboards and cubes that's kind of how i say it it's like <laughs> how do i look as a 41 year old like just saying like this is trash and swearing and like yeah. you know like this is i'm like dude somebody made this the game's not good here's some a couple things that i think are redeeming and then i'm out you know like, yeah i actually hard, i, I actually wanted to i wanted to ask your opinion on this because you know that now that we're talking about an interesting uh, very interesting part of the hobby which is the content creator and inside of the content creator world um, there's a lot of very good ones out there and I don't need to mention them because you know who are probably the most famous people around but um, sometimes it happens to me Jeremy and I want I want to hear your input or your opinion about it is that sometimes I'm seeing most uh, most some of the very very famous people around the YouTube I guess uh, but for board gaming content creators. And sometimes when where they are reviewing a game, they literally say that this game is so bad and this is so bad and bad and or they they you know they they don't have any problem saying those kinds of things about a game. In my opinion, and then I would like to hear yours as well. Um, you know, I always think that there's no such thing about a bad game in the aspect of, you know, there's a lot of in order to bring a, a board game to life. A lot of people put like their effort in their in their work, the uh, designing of the game, the art design, uh, all that stuff, right? So probably it's a game that I don't enjoy it as much, but probably somebody else out there that they, him or her will enjoy the game. What do you think about those things? When you know, you, do you think there's really bad games out there, or do you think there's games that they're not made for everybody? Honestly. There are just games that just flat out stink. They don't feel like they're not. They don't feel like they uh, they they were finished or they were tested a lot, um, or you know I feel like maybe they were going too hard on the theme, trying to shoot for the theme and not necessarily for the fun, or trying to make a game too complex for absolutely no reason. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I I feel like sometimes publishers, I mean designers, really try hard to push something forward. And when they do, sometimes they may miss the mark, which is just having fun. Like, 
the game should be fun. Like a, a game that's four hours and a game that's 15 minutes should be fun. Like they don't, they, you don't need to work hard over four hours to have fun. You don't need, you don't need to actually like get into the you know gist of it right away at 15 minutes, but you definitely need to know. Yeah, I am having fun. I'm going to have fun. Ooh, that's yeah. really pleasing right away because that's what people want. It, it doesn't even mean like you know. So when when people miss that, you know, it's yeah. hard not to be very critical. Like if I'm playing a 30 minute game and I'm trying to find the fun, that's not good. Like <laughs> that's not good at all. And I feel like. It, there are games that I, I are that can be so poor that I would I just have to make sure that I do not recommend this game, and you know, or, or I'll say, hey, like if you want to do this, I, I'm really I would take you're yeah. taking a big risk on my my in my hands. I would say I would really try to find maybe something that's sort of close to what this was trying to do, and and, and suggest that game so I make sure that I don't <laughs> at any point recommend like a little way of like, eh, maybe if you, you know, you like this, you know, no, no, no. <laughs> like this is a situation. If it's that bad, we're like, no, just don't yeah. find it, find it on a $5 sale or $10 sale, <laughs> you know, like two years yeah. from now, you know, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, big, you know, it doesn't matter the size of the reviewer. I mean, the reviewers, uh, we are who we are and you know, I can, like Tom Vassell, all these, all the bigger reviews, like th- those are friends of mine. Yeah. And honestly, they're, they're just being honest. You know, they're just being honest. Like, you know, over at MVM, uh, you know, people sometimes see us as like too positive all the time and we play softball. Honestly, we're just not going to invest too much time in games that we don't like. Yeah. Right? That's, just, yeah. that's just how it is. Like that is literally how our channel really runs. And I, I, I will change some of that as far as what content I put out. Cause you know, if a game's not that good necessarily for me i definitely can still find some ways to say hey like this is a you know a pretty good game it's you know it's not my type of game or i think this is the things i just didn't like too much but you know there's still some appeal here or i think this design is smart yeah. uh yeah i mean because that that could happen too one of the hardest things to do is when you have a game that you're on offense about uh, because you're having a conversation with yourself about you know to your audience about how you feel like back and forth and you know it's hard because you will want your audience to ask you questions maybe to get more of a feel of like why you know because you're only saying so much you don't want to ramble on like we are right now (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah it's that's the hardest part man is when you have you know you're kind of in between about a game yeah you know are you leaning towards you really you like it but you can't commit or you're just like i don't know man like this is you know or i had a fun one time and three times was bad or yeah Maybe I played a rule wrong, then I came back. You know, like that's the hardest part when you, you know, when you're a reviewer. It's like, how do I communicate to my audience? And some people are so good at it because they've been doing it for so long. You know, I guess that's a big part of the experience, like everything, right? That it's yeah. even a, in a normal thing, in a normal, it could be any hobby, it could be your work. I mean, it's just yeah. with experience, you you will get better. And yeah. it all these uh, thoughts they brought up to me by uh, by one of our our listeners. Uh, and they asked me like, so Derek, you always give to your games like good reviews. And then I started to think, well, yes, because what you just said, I usually bring to the table and I'm usually record an episode about a game that I really enjoy, unless it's a Kickstarter preview that they send me like, uh, not too long ago that I, uh, I actually the previous episodes is, uh, Excavation Earth by David Tercy and Mighty Boards Games. They're going to release that Kickstarter on April 6th. 
Um, but, um, you know, that's when you probably, you'll be like, well, for me, this game, yeah, it's good here, you know, not too good in this aspect, but that's why I guess also, and you were mentioning a little bit ago that you usually try to bring games or show games that you enjoy. And yeah. I mean, and it makes sense because you actually part of the, of the hobby also, I guess I would call it a hobby of, of uh, creating content. It's also for you to have fun as well. Like yeah. you do a lot of playthroughs. And I'm pretty sure that if you're going to do a, a live playthrough, it's from a game that you enjoy. Like you're yeah. going to be having fun playing in that way. You can yeah. transmit that to the audience. So, um, I mean, like, and, and to be honest with you, I'm sorry. But no, like, no, you're fine. You're fine. You know, you're fine. Like a lot of these publishers, they send stuff, you know, like sponsor stuff to sponsor stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, actually, I just don't take it. Like if I don't want to, if I look at this, you know, they want me to say, hey, I want you to play this game and we're going to, you know, pay you. It's a sponsored thing, right? Yeah. Uh, just like a Rodney, you know, Rodney watch it play. It's like that, except it's a playthrough. Well, guess what? If I don't like the game, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not yeah, just, like I'm not going to like take money just because I can take money. You know, like that's not, uh -uh. Mm -hmm. you know, you know, like and if I'm going to review a game because I do visit several podcasts and do these things like that, mm -hmm. you know, you got to You got to be honest, man. You know, and, 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 I, and I do I do cut through some games pretty hard uh, and I just feel like. You, you got to show that you do have range and you also got to kind of put yourself to the test. So it's, it's always important to find games that are not necessarily that, you know, perfect. And maybe they're yeah. games that you can think of like in reflection, like I'll play a book, big book on madness this weekend with the, with the uh, expansion. And I remember how much I love that game. I know. I, I just was, saw you on Facebook yeah. actually last when week. Yeah. Live, when I was playing live, I realized like, Oh yeah, these are the things that really bother me about the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was and I was experiencing them live. Yeah. And yeah, and it was just like, oh, that see, that's exactly what people want to hear. Like what my frustration was, or like why I was struggling. Uh -huh. And uh, like, because there's some big ambiguity in some parts of the game, and you know, sometimes the draws are just terrible. So, you know, I was explaining that kind of stuff, and I think people understand that, and they may not like the game for that reason, and it may have confirmed it, or. They saw and they were like, "Oh, that doesn't bother me either," because they saw that I it didn't bother me. It just yeah. it just sucks that that happened, and it reminded me of something I didn't like. But yeah. I had fun, yeah, and I still lost, like we always do. Big uh, <laughs> Book of is hard, but yeah, I just had fun. But it was yeah, I could see some of the flaws in it too. Okay, that's all people want, you know. Yeah. Like, no game is perfect, none. Like Mage Knight is my favorite game ever. It is so flawed; it's ridiculous. Okay. There's so many little. There's little things in there that are flawed, and it really starts with probably the worst rule book ever, mm -hmm. uh, at least top five. Um, and, you know, it has such a huge barrier of entry, and it does have randomness, too, that is, like, could be pretty tough. I mean, as you get to that last day or so, it's it's crazy. But something about that game, you want to dive in, you know? And, and, <laughs> and, and I think to myself, like, that's that's, you know, like, that's even interesting because I'm just thinking of this, and this is sorry, I'm going off a tangent. No, no, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. You know what's interesting about Mage Knight is it's a feature score type game, right? Yeah, but it doesn't feel like that. But, but it doesn't feel like that. Like, no. you actually don't even care about your score. Yeah, no. You actually want to finish, and you want to finish. Yeah. That's the thing. You want to win. But when you win, you kind of like, all right, well, let me see if I beat my score. That's the thing. It's like, did I win? is more important than anything. Yeah, yeah. And then after you know how to kind of, you can eke out victories, then you want to pay attention to that. But I always tell people, like, dude, that's that's one of the prime examples of, like, even going against the grain of what you love. Because most people are like, I do not want to beat your score game. 
Yeah. You know? But, you know, Mage Knight breaks that rule. You know, and yeah. I just find that very interesting. You got to. And then, and then you start to think about like you know Mage Knight, like you said, we were talking about the per if there's a perfect game out there, like a like a really true holy grail of uh, we rate the we rate the uh, the games at least here in, in Solo BG, going through zero to five where five is perfect. Um, even if if you go that, I don't know if there's already a game that we can put it on that category, like you know no, like the like <laughs> the five close. out of five. Uh, you know, in every single aspect. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting because I'm really enjoying this conversation because we went from uh, from you telling us about yourself, background, all this stuff. Then we jump into actually giving, you're giving very good advices for all of you amazing listeners that are thinking about making the jump uh, into the content creator uh, world. So now you, you know more advices from Jeremy <laughs> and a little bit from myself uh, because, of course, I, I believe that Jeremy has way more experience because... He is, uh, you know, like you hear him in the blog from Jambalaya Play Games, the videos that he did for Borgen Revolution. And now I want you to talk about talk to us about Solo Sundays because Solo Sundays is a big oh. part about Jeremy and, and or how do you got like to go about by Jeremy or by Jambalaya? Because a lot of people just, know just you. Jeremy, just Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> just, just Jeremy. The Solo because Sundays I, from um, Man vs. Meeple, I think, right? Yeah. So I am a contributor to Man vs. Meeple and I am basically really just kind of merged with him. Like, Jambalaya Plays Games is, like, it's not dead at all. It's just that, like, I'm not really investing too much in it. I'll be having some tutorials on there, uh -huh. some other side content I'm, like, kind of playing around with. But, yeah. you know, I'm going to try some, like, conversational stuff over there. Um, but almost all the content is going to be on Man vs. Meeple, where I provide previews and promotions behind the scenes of different stuff that we do. Um, and then also for, like, marketing stuff. And then solo sundays is like my biggest bigger thing so um i you know pick these games that i think people would, would, would think are interesting and i try not to always pick the new hotness but some of the things that are sponsored um and i try to find these games that i think you know people would enjoy and i, I often find that as long as i steer just off the beaten path I find the right game for the audience and you know i hope they enjoy it's it's on sundays at 3 p.m okay. central standard time And it, I'll, I'll take them, and I haven't done this in a while. I need to make sure I do. Um, I repost them, and they go on the Man vs. Meeple page. And you, we, I have a little area that okay. you can find the stuff on. It's, I have like 10 games up there. And it's funny as you can actually see a small progression of okay. what I've done since I was on there because I, I, yeah. I worked my way to get better at, at, at equipment. So I worked my way through some equipment. It got better and better and better, and the quality went up, 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 and up. And, you, and I just... I just learned because it was a totally different thing for me. So uh, doing that live content at that level, because, you know, once you move to Man vs. Meeple, I try to, you know, bump up the quality and, yeah. uh, you know, just made an investment on myself at the proper time. And here it is, this, this content. And I think it's good. It is uh, good. Still, it is good. It, it needs to grow. You know, it needs yeah. to grow. It's still some things that need to be cleaned up. But, like, I think people have fun. And, you know, I just, I think people, you know, at least like watching me sometimes win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like I, I usually, I, I'm a very often uh, watcher of your content, especially for the Solo Sundays more recently. And I do enjoy, I think you do a magnificent, a magnificent job there. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's just, uh, you may, you definitely put a, a big plus on the games because it seems like you transmit that fun that you're having when you're playing your games. 
So that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and that's very unique as well because there's a lot of, once again, we go into the content creator world and the YouTube uh, universe, which is probably the most famous windows for all the content creators. Um, yeah. And sometimes you see playthrough, but sometimes they're, I mean, even if the game is good, they're sort of boring, I guess, because, yeah. I mean, the, the people that are playing, they don't invest the energy. But definitely with you, and I have seen your kid in, I mean, in some videos as well, so that's yeah, great. Oh, yeah. I see that he's yeah. a gamer, so good job there. <laughs> no, well, I, I, I should say, yeah. let's let's pump the brakes on it. He is not a gamer because he's like in <laughs> and out. He's in and out. So like he really, that, that dad, the dude stuff we were doing, it was kind of like in the summertime. And then yeah. he kind of like, I don't know, he just, you know, as kids, they kind of go in and out of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to do something with me this week for this big giveaway that I'm starting, these big giveaways that I'm starting. Um, okay. But he... Uh, you know, he got into he got into uh, Fortnite. Oh. It's like Fortnite, and especially now with this lockdown stuff. Yeah, kid, he's he's playing with his friends at school, so it's like you know they they can communicate. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, I I love doing solo Sundays. Yeah, it's like I look forward to that because I always had some live content up every week. When okay. you know, back from BGR, back when people just were like hey man just you know just want to try try this and play it live people you know kind of check it out I was like, yeah cool you know and like i said some of it was just promo so promo marketing yeah and um how often do you how often do you uh do you play besides the solo sunday like do, how let if you would say like an average nights per week that you bring a solo game to the table does it happen like very very often or or uh, mainly on sundays uh guaranteed on sunday but I would say, let's just say every day, I play at least one or two games. Do you keep track of them on the famous app over there, and that way you can no. beat your own score per year? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I, I don't do that. I, I'm not organized enough. I'm looking at my basement right now. It's just absolutely ridiculous. How Stuff do you is- how do you choose which <laughs> how do you choose which game you're gonna play? Like you just go through your. Uh, gaming library and choose one or do you just I look around just okay. like a t-shirt and decide which ones are on top and then I, <laughs> I mean no, i'm serious no i'm serious like uh um sometimes like publishers reach out i'll be like oh yeah i can play that one or uh-huh. I, you know i just look at a game that i definitely want to get played like i'm just like all right this week i'm gonna break out the rule book and i'm gonna focus my week on this yeah. game and like i try so i don't make it I really don't want to make as many rules errors when I'm playing. So yeah. I, I like try to focus on reading the rule book over and over again. If some people have videos out, I'll watch that, keep the rule book open. I try to study, 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 study mm-hmm. so that I'm good at communicating the game and then I can play the game without like losing my mind. You know, like, yeah. um, you know, uh, what was that game? What was that game? Grill. You have it behind you. I see you. That's... I have Tainted Grill. Oh, I have Tainted Grill. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, to me, though, but a game like that is not conducive to live play to me. You know, it's just not. Like, Euro games are really good for live play simply because of, like, people can see the actions and understand the actions. Yeah. And they'll, you know, like, even if you, they can't see them because the top-down view or whatever, mm-hmm. they can understand that you're communicating the action. Whereas, like, a game like that, which has more theme, more adventure, more of that stuff, like, they'll get me, they'll get my vibe and my entertaining side. But, you know, like, you know, it, it, it's it's more physical and, the, you know, it's just, it's hard to do. And you got miniatures involved and, like, yeah. the standees will be kind of sideways and you'll be like, you know, 
it, it's it's more challenging at least. Okay. And I, I mean, I'm sure I could figure that out, but like, I feel like those types of games are more conducive to like recording. Yeah. Uh, you know, and lots of different cameras. Like, you may have to have three or four cameras. Yeah. Uh, and I just don't want to go that far. It, it it's just me down here. I don't have an extra cameraman. How many cameras do you use for every for every recording? Uh, two or three. Two or three. I'm, ass yeah. I'm assuming one from the. I call it from the ceiling, right? Like the ceiling camera face. going on the on the yeah, table. The face. I have a crane camera, mm -hmm. and then I have uh, a a, re a regular uh, manual camera, and then I have a, a webcam. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you you we you talk a little bit ago. Uh, about the, all the equipment that you buy for yourself, that you invest in everything. That's a big part of the hobby too, of, of like, it, it's interesting because first you start with the hobby of the board games, then you start to create uh, content. And that's like another sort of another uh, sort of hobby because then you start to learn like, okay, cameras, or in my in my case, like audio, yeah. like which console and stuff like that. And and just to make it out there for all of you amazing listeners that uh, that at some point you have like that, like I said, like that feeling of trying to jump in in the content creator. Yes, of course, you will find out yourself that in these days, it's very easy just to set up your phone and record something, but yeah. it's also going to, it can create another hobby on you, <laughs> which yeah. it can be also expensive yeah, of getting I think, equipment. I, I want to be very, very clear though. Okay. Start, start, you know, start. Uh, when I started, I had a Galaxy Note 5 and I had a, I bought a tripod for $19 mm -hmm. and then I bought a lapel a two two lapel uh, like a two prong lapel for another twenty dollars. I went to Origin. I filmed thirty videos, and they were in HD quality, and they had good sound, and it happened. And many people were happy with my content. Okay, and that's how I got my first partnership with uh, Board Game Revolution. Um, and that really the rest is hard work. And I'll be <laughs> honest with you, do not buy a whole bunch of stuff to start. That's with. that's yeah. that's the thing. It's like. You, you're constantly thinking you you need to get all this stuff to start or it needs to be the best or whatever. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just get in front of the camera, get on a microphone or whatever, and just shoot it out. Like try to keep a small format and just realize it may not even sound like that in a year. We were just talking on uh, uh, on uh, Jason Perez's Every Night is Game Night podcast about how like yeah you know like watching our first videos like now and just laughing at it that you should have that even Rodney he he filmed a video I think it was for Small World and he he kept it up it was seven years old and then he made another Small World video and he's like I think I'm just gonna do it every seven years like I'll just keep making that video over again and yeah. I was like that's kind of cool because you got to start somewhere and the worst thing you can do and I've even heard this from like gigantic Twitch streamers they always say is people just buy too much and I totally agree even when I bought my camera uh, my first like you know manual camera I did a ton of research and then I bought it and I didn't even know how to use it like so why do I have this six seven hundred dollar camera and I don't even know how to use it so it took me a while to learn how to use it and then I bought a camcorder and that came with a barrier of entry and I didn't have the right courts then I had to buy all these new courts don't just don't. Not until you're ready. Yeah. You may have stuff already that you, you know, can use. Like my webcam. Bought a fifty-nine dollar webcam. After a year, I bought a, a nice two hundred dollar webcam, and yeah. it's a four K cam. It looks amazing. Uh, but with that, new wires, new, you know, more stress on my laptop, all kinds of stuff like that. And I had to upgrade my computer because it was frying it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just. There's so many things. Once you start adding more problems, will come. It becomes more expensive. So why not just set a pace, 
enjoy yourself, get your format together, you know, you know, start, just expand that part, build a yeah. build community, contribute to the community. And that is the most important part. I think the only thing you would really have to pay attention to is your sound. So that's just a lapel mic or just getting a nice, you know, just a lavalier mic or, you know, um, I got, I got this, uh, Yeti and that okay. was like the, that's like the Holy grail or whatever. I'm not even using it right now. So <laughs> it's just, you know, it, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to spend all this money, you know, just don't like just start, just start. Yeah. That's, I think that's the most important thing just to start. And now that we were talking about also, I see a couple of games on your game room. Uh, I saw like the Tainted Grail over there, the, the Isle of Cats, uh, Cloud Spire, uh, Cthulhu That May Die, which is one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. I see a bunch of Kickstarters, of course, because I yeah, think now we're gonna well, now we're gonna jump to another subject. See my floor over here; it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like this whole area back in front of me is just absolutely ridiculous. I actually, yeah. I guess, it, I guess it's fair to all the amazing listeners to know. For some uh, reason that I don't know, and Jeremy knows that I tried. Uh, my camera is not working, so he cannot see my face. But I just sent him uh, to uh, our, to our messenger chat a picture of myself. <laughs> in that way, he can see that I, he can see my face while I'm recording. So he cannot see my like bookshelf right now behind me, yeah. or my gaming room, which is where I'm recording. But uh, I see a, a couple of games there, and that that um, helped me to jump into our next category of the night, okay. which All we're right. gonna we're gonna talk about Kickstarters now, uh, okay. which is. Uh, the all i call it the gamer addiction or the gamer drug the gamer drug for for us yeah, right like kickstarter yeah. is such a dangerous thing to go yeah. in yeah <laughs> uh, it but, is. but, it but is. also a very good thing so t talk tell me about kickstarter like i want to hear your thoughts on kickstarter uh and also if you can mention probably your five best experience with kickstarter and probably your five not very good experience with Kickstarter or okay. make it three and three. Well, however you feel more comfortable with. Okay. Well, first of all, I think Kickstarter is a great tool. Kickstarter is not about board games. First of all, Kickstarter is about people with an idea, a plan. Uh, it is about people who are, you know, coming back to people who have helped yeah. their, you know, help them make their dreams come true. Uh, and it is not, like I said, it's not board games. It's, it's everything. So, I, I want people to know that it's bigger than you. Like Kickstarter is not necessarily always caring about board games, although like their businesses have, you know, we've put, contributed a lot to, yeah. to, to Kickstarter success. Um, it's not to say that we just, you know, they don't pay attention. Trust me. There's two people from the front office of Kickstarter that are in the groups all the time. <laughs> and uh, I just think that's a great tool. And I think some people do abuse it, but I always tell people this, you think these publishers are rich. They are not rich. Okay. Um, they could have a bad year or two and they may have to lay yeah. off their entire team. So, uh, you just, you just, I don't care if it's CMON, you know, or like AEG or, you know, like asthma day, even like that, they, they just, you can't, you they just can't fail all the time, you know, yeah. like, and that's the thing. Some people don't understand it. Like CMON can do so well, but if they have like three failures in a row, I mean, some changes got to be made. Yeah. You know, like, did, so. Actually, did you hear, now that you're talking about Simon, did you hear the, you're aware of the whole controversy uh, that it happened recently with the Marvel United uh, Kickstarter? Were you aware of that situation with Simon or? What do you mean? Like, what, what uh, you know, there's a, I, I don't know if you, uh, there was the, one of the most famous Kickstarter recently from Simon called Marvel United. Yes, and I it's, know about the game. It, it's, it's a Simon and a Spin Master game, I believe, together. Yeah. So anyway, I can talk from my experience. I backed the game. I went all in. I mean, it's superheroes, and why not, right? Um, so I jump in, do it all in, 
and then uh, they send you long story short they send you a message that you know the late pledge uh, was an uh, error over there or whatever so we're gonna take it down but we just want to know we just want to make everybody aware that this game is coming out on retail on august okay. so there's a chance that uh it's gonna be it's, okay. it's gonna hit retail before the backers okay. so okay. if you backers uh you're not comfortable with that which is fair you yeah. can ask for your refund the, yeah. other, the, the other thing will be they they put on the update basically like uh, all the stretch goals and expansions they won't be able to be shipped until march 2021 so okay. if you you probably if you want everything uh, for us, but you can you want your game at the same time as retail. You will have to pay double shipping. You know okay. the, the one for August and then the one for March. So Makes anyway, sense. this whole thing create uh, on some gaming groups a lot of uh, discomfort and uncomfortableness because they you know they expect usually from Kickstarter to receive your game before and with all the stretch goals and yeah. all that stuff. But I understand also that Simon has been some through some tr financial trouble in the last couple couple yeah. years. So I, I was just wanted to know if you were aware and what are you, what uh, are your thoughts on the, no, this whole this situation? Is, this is very very simple. First of all, I I, I dealt with this when I was in video games and uh, with uh -huh. GameStop. Like this is a business, man. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I understand. You know, you're you're investing in a company that does well or has done well for a long time. Yeah. And uh, they're being honest with you. Now, I don't like the message at the end. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. like I felt like it was on their page or whatever. I didn't back the game. But I, I, I feel like as long as you're communicating that, I mean, hey, man, some people just want everything early. Gamers are, you know, can be a little bit spoiled and, and things like that. Retailing retail games are retail games. If you're if you're kickstarting a game, you're giving exclusive stuff to the backers and the you know Gen Con and this con season is very important to all these publishers, and that goes to show you how bad how bad they want to make sure they get these games to retail. Is they're going to be selling them at Gen Con because they need the money, man. Like yeah. they need the money. Yeah, I don't think you understand. Like like you wouldn't do that unless you need the money. You know. So and I'm not saying like they're hurting or imagery. It's just that you need the money to fund things moving forward. You know. And and especially now with the way we are, like. It, it's it, it actually worked out where people should at least be a little bit more forgiving, you know, where we are right now in the world, yeah. because some of these publishers will not have a convention to go to. Which we're going to talk about towards things. the end of the show. But, don't, don't, go, but, don't go ahead. <laughs> but, but I just want to say, you know, yeah. I just want to say, like, you know, publishers have been doing this for a while and it really makes backers angry. But I'm like, the people who get this at retail are getting the most bare bones version there is. There could be printing errors in there because they got a rush shipping on it. Like these air freight ones could be damaged. You know, I've seen yeah. that happen at Essen before when they had a whole bunch of games where it came damaged. And uh, I remember when I got X-Files Legendary from like, S I think it was Essen. Or no, it was like Origins. It was, Gen it was Gen Con, the one that had yeah. the Marvel yeah. background. All the <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the like, yeah, So here you are getting this rush copy. You're thinking like, they screwed us, they hosed us. And then you get the ones with uh, all the crappy stuff. And of course, they're not ready to, you know, refund you or whatever. Yeah. I'm just glad that they, as a business, they communicated it. Not the good timing, but they also gave people consideration to cancel. And I always feel like when people give you options, it's okay to be angry, but at the same time, they're giving you options. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I just take the you know like I have to be understanding of business. And this yeah. is a business. So and then I, as long as they give me customer service and and, and you know in response, I'm fine with that. You know yeah. we can't break all the rules. You know. <laughs> 
can't break all the rules. Yeah, that, I totally agree. And I, I agree with you in this situation because I was talking to my gaming group about it as well. And I, I, my opinion was like, you know what? I think this could all be avoided if they just could have put a straightforward since the beginning. Like, you know, yes. you know what, guys? Yes. This is going to be the Kickstarter. You're going to get better components, uh, stretch goals. But this game is going to be released in such a date. Yes. You are aware. You want to jump in. Like, not too long ago, I saw from the same publisher. Remind me the name of the publisher. Those are the ones that made uh, Raiders of the North Sea, Paladins, Architects. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, us for them. Over yeah. At, uh, yeah. So they just released, games. Yeah, games. they just released the new Kickstarter, and they, they're very straightforward. Yeah, with Viscons, yeah, like you know what, this game is gonna be uh, released hopefully on Gen Con. Yeah. Um, so this is there's no stretch goals or anything. So here is for you. You know the reality, but if you wanna support us, just here is the game. And well, I think it's not gonna be a Gen Con now because everybody's. I know, I know, and we're gonna talk about it towards the end. But yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's straightforward. And I think, uh, you know, everybody will be more happy with that. But I definitely agree with your point. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, all the games that we enjoy, I mean, there's companies behind or independent publishers and it's business. They also have families just like you and I. They have to work. They have to eat. They have to survive. They have to, you know, yeah. everything. So. And, and, you know, like there's not a lot of full time. There's not, there's not a lot of full time content creators, man. It just these people are they are basically you're investing in their ideas and you are creating not only a gaming experience, but you're creating the people, you know, you're giving some of those people job security uh, to make it happen. And I've worked yeah. with several publishers. I mean, I think of one team I'm thinking of, they are literally a team of six people that work together during the day. And then they do this, they do publishing at night and mm -hmm. they do it together. And wow. they came together and made one idea. And those games that they've made, they made three small games. They've all been successes and they had their biggest success. They kind of blew over what they thought they were going to make. And it's just like, it's a great, you know, feeling to know like, hey, they did the work yeah, and they made it. And like people, people don't care about that. They don't care about that at all. Yeah. They just want their game, you know. And uh, for people like content creators and us behind it that, you know, you know, talk to them and stuff like that. We know those stories, but. You know, um, yeah, backers don't care. They just want, you know, they just want their game. <laughs> yeah, so it's like they just want, the, they just want the hundred, right. the hundred minis, and right. that's. But yeah. like they can't, they also can't afford to make, make mistakes because they're small publishers, you know. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, they want to make sure they do it right, and but at the same time, they got to pay themselves at some point, you know. Yeah, I, I just, I think people just don't understand it. Like, game is not, doesn't have huge margins. It's kind of a bad bet in a sense as a business sometimes. So, yeah. you know, you really are. It's a passion project. For exactly. everybody, for everybody. And then if it does really well, it becomes a business. Yeah. And you are fighting for that business to work all the time. And there's, so. then is that, that misconception of when they, when we see a campaign, you know, with, a, I don't know, million, $1 million or $2 million campaign. Yeah. And we how saw, many employees do they have? That's yeah. what I tell people. Like, how many employees do they have? How much does it cost to ship? When you buy from Kickstarter, they're going to take 10%. So $3 million? Okay, we're going to chop that off right away. That could be somebody's salary right there. Yeah. That's a, that's a person's salary that's you, being chopped off the second. You're talking about three, for the $3 million, you're talking about a 300000 like right away. No, Boom. Right, I'm just saying, like, they take that 10%. Like, right, like they are taking, like, Kickstarter's taking that money right away. Guess what? That is gone. That is salaries. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I think people don't understand that it's like they're not loaded and then if anything happens in shipping or they got to send some new parts out or all those things are services they are not free yeah and uh you know like even when when uh you know those design the, uh, what's the name the manufacturers make mistakes sometimes you got to pay for them yeah. like 
you may send the wrong files. That's going to cost you. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, actually, you know, actually, yeah, one of my good friends, one of my good friends um, that he just released a Kickstarter two years ago, I think he's from Mexico. Um, uh, he ended up still, still, he's having a lot of pr problem to send the games to U.S. because he uh, miscalculated the shipping. So yep. he ended up losing a lot of money because he, after the yeah. game was funded and everything, now he's still uh, with loans with banks and you know stuff. In that way, yeah. he can cover the shipping for sending the game from Mexico to yes to US, yeah. which I know as a backer, some of the backers will be like, "Well, that's not my fault. That's not my concern." That's not your fault. Right? But it's not. and it's not. But we, we just to be more mindful and more aware yeah. about how I, the whole I, Kickstarter works. To be honest with you, backers just don't care. <laughs> for the most part and, and i'm serious I, I, like yeah. i'm not saying that like all backers i'm not saying backers are bad i'm just saying yeah. they don't care they want their board game so i get it like i'm spending 60 dollars on you instead of going to the local board game store and getting a 60 dollar game like yeah. right now today so i get that and you've been yeah. waiting patiently for a long time and we give you a little bit of leeway and then eventually you're just like dude hey dude where's my game at like and some people don't communicate so they're like kind of tucking their tail yeah Instead of communicating, when if you could have been honest and if you made some changes, you had to make some concessions due to funds, yeah. um, miscalculation, all you have to do is communicate that and continue to communicate. And that's the best you can do as a publisher. And I think some publishers learn that and react to it and respond to it. And then some, you know, some of them are just great at it. Like uh, customer service is just so important. And I think that's how people get backers back to help them. Like, yeah. And you could have had an okay game, and then when you come back for the 1.5, if you've been doing your homework and you've been great to your customers, they'll come back for the 1.5. You know, like, yeah. and that's what I tell people. Like, that's, you know, when I work with some of the publishers for like marketing and promos and stuff like that, that's what I'm helping with, like, or helping with them kind of like with the Kickstarter pages and things like that. Cause I do some kind of stuff where I kind of scan Kickstarter pages that are previews and just kind of look at them and help them with formatting. And I'm not even like the best at it. It's just that I take the backer perspective of it yeah, and just kind of like go through a Kickstarter page and explain it to them like why I wouldn't back this, what's attracting me, what's not. And yeah. I get real critical about it. <laughs> and I just, and like, I think sometimes people like go, whoa, I didn't realize that that would trigger me. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that would trigger a lot of people. That doesn't trigger me, but I can tell that's like, you know, this is a red, <laughs> this is an issue. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, I mean, I can go all over the place with this, but it's like, <laughs> it's such a business, it's such a business. And I think people have to realize there's humans behind that, you know, and they're doing a lot of work. You know, some people have been doing these design for years and here yeah. it is. And they're only asking for $15,000 and they're up to the last day, you know? Yeah. Usually it usually take a couple hard. of years uh, to design a hard. game to what, yeah. what I have here from most of the designers. Now, let's jump and tell me, Jeremy, three favorite Kickstarters with your experience. Uh, oh, I was, supposed to, I was supposed to be doing this while you were saying it. Um, <laughs> Come so on, give me three. I think, I think, I think uh, Chronicles of Crime was fantastic. Oh, they ran that okay. really cleanly. Um, I think the, uh, what was the other one? I think Street Masters was running really well. Oh, yeah, but Adam and Brady Sander. Yeah, yeah, fantastic yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, they did a really good. No, I'm just saying, like, as far as like running the campaign or like. No, 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 no. no. I, I, for oh. you, like, experience, experience completely as a gamer, as a yeah. gamer, and your experience, three Kickstarters. T give me three. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say, like, Dice Throne is like the epitome of awesomeness when it comes to like okay. just how to how to run a campaign, how to like, yeah. Um, anything that came from Eagle Griffin, 
<laughs> like anything, <laughs> like Lacerda and stuff, because they just run such a professional campaign, and they run it for games that you love. You know, they are big time. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't skimp on quality, and they also are really into the community that they built. Like they don't take it for granted. You know, like that's the best part. They don't take your backing for granted. It's like, yes, I have a Lacerda game right here, back it for a hundred bucks, but this is what I'm going to give you, and this is what's going to go down. Yeah. Um, what's the name? Uh, what's the name? Uh, Orange Nebula, um, Vindication. Yeah. Now yeah, I don't like Vindication, but they they run like clean, great campaigns. They're selling a game that is very much loved. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it, but uh, that it's it's they run a fantastic campaign. And if, okay. uh, that, I think there's a lot of them, man, that I had. I backed a lot of games, but <laughs> okay. So, so what, tell us. I mean, right now, and we can we can talk about it a little bit. What are you backing right now? What are the games that you're buying? Uh, so what are you more? What are you most excited to receive in the well, near future? In the near future, it's gonna. It's well, in the near future. Ugh, we, 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 we can call. Know. Well, we, we can call it. Okay, let's put it. Know. Let's put it in <laughs> but, the future but, right now. Yeah. The ones that I think uh, are uh-huh. really, really special. I'm gonna start with this small one, and that's uh, Warp's Edge, which is by uh, Scott Alms, the Scott Alms design. Always pay attention to Scott Alms designs. Yes, you're uh, right. He, um, he has a it's a bag building game that's kind of like a space invaders type thing mm-hmm. but it's 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 really really cool i played that for a solo sunday so you can find that one i it, saw it, it. Is, it's thanks thanks special, to you i backed it i need special, to say it. Yeah. special little game we were talking about that last night i'm like yeah that game is special yeah um return of the dark tower i played that in a like, oh, kind of behind the scenes uh-huh. i played it behind the scenes uh at pax you i'm telling y'all like this game is next level awesome now it does rely on an app but that's because the old game was like clunky and uh they really did a good job of cleaning it up it worked the whole time we played pretty much to the end it's going to be just fine they've done a lot of work on that game uh and then there's one that's coming and i don't know if it oh it's not coming this year uh this one right here that i think is it's gonna be special because i love the game the base game so much is everdell and i have the the belfair and spire crest yeah here and uh just really excited about getting that to the table it's you know it's an interesting solo game uh you know it's it, it's just a zen like game i call those zen games where you can just relax yeah you know play a game that is one of those games you know and i just i love it keep giving me more of that content um and then finally i actually have an expansion in front of me Which one? For a, a game called Rise of Tribes. I don't oh, know if you know what yeah. Right. No, so, don't tell me that you have this solo expansion. I, I, yes. Oh, Jeremy, I hate yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. hate so you I so got, much. I just got it in the mail today, man. man. So, I'm excited so, to so play it, it. it's already on sale, uh, that expansion? No, 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 no. Sale. Uh, so, where, where is going to be in solo? You know, that's one that I'm really expecting because so it's uh so it's coming. I think it's coming to Kickstarter on okay. this on the April seventh. Uh, so I'll probably be doing a playthrough of it. Please do, uh, Please but yeah, do. it's got. I'm looking at this whole thing. It's got a whole solo mode mm-hmm. book. So man, yeah, that's that's happening. <laughs> Rise of Tribes is such a fantastic game. I it's, love that game. It's now, a don't great get me wrong, game. It is so random, but. Uh, come I on, like, what's wrong with randomness on the game? You know, some people thought, some people complain people. a lot about it, but, you know, this game is Never. random and rolling the dice, and you're, dude, Never. it's fun. <laughs> Never. Like, the cool part is, is that the choices that you get to make. That's yeah. it. Like, don't get me wrong. I get it. But, like, you know, you get a little bit of management. I think that game, the one thing I like about the game is it's just such a beautiful game to look at, and I'm rarely a guy. I don't really care about, like, a sheet on a game. 
Yeah. And like component, I actually, all I care about is the gameplay. It's like the first thing I always tell people, like, I don't care. That's why I read the rule book. I need to know if it's got good gameplay. That's what I'm looking for. Because I have some Euro games that are totally ugly and they are some of the best games. So, uh-huh. you know, you have the other way around. And this game is just, just dead sexy. <laughs> and I just love all the components and the modules in this game. Yeah. Uh, they, way they, this, this game is different. It just has everything in it to me. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I understand the randomness is not something that appeals to everybody, but I like the decision of how that, those dice slide off. And yeah. Like how they, I just like that idea. And maybe it could be better used in a different game. Yeah. That's fine. That's you. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like that. You so. know what? Like even, even for that game, I know you just said like at the beginning, a very good point that you always mentioned, do not buy the game without reviewing and without, you know, understanding and all this stuff. But for me, the, the expansion under Rise of Tribes, for me, will, I don't care. It will be <laughs> insta back because I don't see how can this go wrong, honestly. I mean, no. I, know it's a, I know it's a bad thing to say because sometimes you jinx it, and yeah. <laughs> you know. But, uh, I mean, it, the Rise of Tribes, I think, works so great and it's so fun to bring it to the table that I don't see how this expansion of solo mode, even, even if I don't know it yet, how it works, which I have an idea, but I don't know it yet for sure. For me, it's an insta back. I think I saw uh, on Mike Delicious Facebook or somewhere. Yeah, where, he's got a copy. Where he, where, yeah, he posts a copy of the of the expansion, and two. Wow, of, wow, I, I, I have two gaming groups, and they both own the game, the yeah. base game. I didn't own the game, but as soon as I saw that picture on his Facebook, I went right away and buy it. Like I was yeah. like, I'm gonna buy the base. I'm gonna get the base game yeah. because I want to get the expansion. The ones, the one that you were talking about, Skull, Skull Elms, uh, the Warp's Edge, that's a definitely a good one that I'm backing right now as well. Yeah. Another game that I like uh, that also has a solo mode, but I honestly prefer it more as a multiplayer, is the game Parks from Key Masters game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. backed the expansion also, the Nightfall. It's a beautiful game also. Yeah. I don't, I, I, it's not a solo game. It's not it a solo game. A solo they game, add it for, I guess, but it, for it. Yeah. It is like, it is one of, I think, I think that game is a mass market game that hobbyists own. And I think people should like, I think it should just be in Target. Like, I really do think it like should be a Target or, you know. um, Well, I think you can find it on Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, yeah. Like if it's at Barnes and Noble, like that's where it belongs. Like these, because it's just such, when you open that box and you see that insert and it's in, it's, it's in the base game. It's like the insert, the layout. It's just such an awesome. It is, that's a Zen-like game. I play it. I played it with my uh, with my family, my in-law family. Yeah. I taught them the game in like five minutes. Yeah. It's you know, really I sat easy. there and just kind of supervised the whole thing, and they just had a great time. And that's <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying. Like easy game. You know, people had this barrier of entry to it. I was like, no, no, no. Let me explain it to you. Da, 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 da. Like halfway through the first round of play, everybody was good to go. And that you get to the fun. That's what I ask people, like, just get to the fun. It doesn't have to be quick. You just have to feel it right away. And also, I I think it helps those kinds of games because it gets, for me, it works as a window or as a door in order to bring more people to the hobby. People that they don't know, that the only idea of board games are like the traditional ones that you grew up playing, like, sorry, Monopoly, all that stuff. Then when you show something different, sometimes, you never know, sometimes you can be bringing another gamer to the hobby, to the to the world and that's fantastic i think um so parks is, is nice you were talking about everdell actually on sunday i think it was my wife and i we have all the expansions of everdell she loves it it's probably one of her favorite games so we play with the, all the expansions together don't do it <laughs> don't do it i yeah. put the bell for the spire oh. quest the pearl brook the yeah. base 
Oh my God. I mean, it looks yeah. so beautiful and you can check out the uh, pictures, my friends in solo BG podcast, Facebook. Uh, it's beautiful, but yeah. don't do even on the rule book. They tell you, we do not recommend you to mix right. up the, right. the expansions, right. but it's such a beautiful game. It looks amazing on the table. Let me share with you that one that I'm very excited to, um, to receive that they just finished the campaign. And once again, probably because I'm a huge fan of, of Batman for me, there's nothing else that Batman on this world. So oh. <laughs> it's the Batman, the animated, uh, serious adventure from IDW, Uh, big campaign, uh, tons of minis. You're playing one of the big things that really attract me from the game is that you're basically playing some of the episodes from the show. And yep. then you have like the movie, like the Masks of the Phantasm and different other special episodes where you literally, for me, it would be amazing to have on my game room like the episode on the background on the TV. And then playing the game either solo with my friends. And that's why I went in. And I'm looking forward for that one as well. Marvel United, which we already, we already talked about by Simon. Um, and Spin Masters games. Uh, it, it, it includes a bunch of miniatures, but I do feel like the miniatures, they will be just for Luke and probably yeah. they won't help as, as much in the gameplay mechanics, but, you know, superheroes. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward for those ones. And also another one that I hopefully, um, another two that hopefully we will get soon, sooner rather than later, which we don't know yet because the whole situation, is Vengeance, Director Cut. Um, that's yeah. one. And, I did a preview for that one, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Um, so, Vengeance is... Did I do a mistake? It, it, I went it, all in. That's why I'm asking. No. Uh, so, Vengeance, <laughs> this is the thing. Vengeance is a is a good game. Uh, and it, it's it's a, got a nice little strategy to it. And it, it kind of really feels this kind of like edgy, like, we're just going to kick butt. Like, we're kicking down doors, killing yeah. everybody. In John there. Wick. And it's like, yeah, it's basically John Wick. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, the only big hang-up I have with this game is it is a monster setup like it is so much setup it's so much setup that i thought like to myself this game could have really used like a game tray like just okay. a game tray you know like it really was one of those games that it could use a game tray but i'm sure there's probably some story solutions that'll help it out because it's like kind of chippy you know it's i'm got pretty chips. sure broken token will come with something but yeah <laughs> and i think it, i think it should because the game is really solid it, it's kind of like people don't talk about it enough Mm -hmm. uh and i and i'm just like this post-human back here i gotta get this to the table this post-human saga back here <laughs> because i you know i thought the first the base game was okay and i think this one's trying to do something a little bit more special uh and i want to see how it goes um and the publisher said hey well, i want you to check it out uh, and john Gil jonathan gilmore did the solo mode so i'm really excited to try that out mm -hmm. uh, I should, I, man, I didn't even talk about these ones I have up in front of me over here. Go for it. Go, uh, go for it. <laughs> uh, I have Arena of the Contest. Okay. That was really, really, that's really good. If you like D&D, &D, yeah. it's basically D&D &D, the board game because it literally has like the same rules as far as like what you're rolling. Okay. It's a D20 system. It's got attack of opportunity. You got uh, a power that you can only use once, once per scenario. And then you got your other two main powers. Like it's so... D, D like but, but that one I, that one can you play okay. it solo yeah you do yeah, right? yeah 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 but you have to play as all four characters because if yeah. you didn't have all four characters you get your butt kicked okay. um but it's very straightforward and i think the flaws that it had they really addressed them in 1.5 uh quick short story on that one is mm -hmm. it was one of the first games that i did a little bit of help with behind the scenes okay. and it was back and i mean when i say very little um i got that i got that game the preview copy okay. on piece on, on like chits of paper like print and play <laughs> like, <laughs> so picture a game like that on print and play 
anyway, uh, and then I have Reich Busters. Oh, um, that one I'm very interested really, in. Yeah, really excited about that system that's in that game. Yeah, this is some really good games arriving, and they're pretty big packages. I have Village Attacks to play, Endure the Stars 1.5 to play. Um, a lot of these really big games. I have this Yggdrasil Chronicles here. This yeah. big old tree I got behind me. You know, more Empires of the North. Robinson Crusoe, man, that's a classic. This is one of my favorite games. Sadly enough, sadly enough, yeah. I spent about 70 bucks, like 70 bucks on some new promos, new hey. uh, quests and stuff, and now they have a chest, a treasure chest. Oh, yeah. All of them coming out together. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> it's like, come on. You know, was, we were talking yeah. about the Holy Grail, and I was looking here on online where you were talking about the Arena the Contest. It has a 9.2 on board game geek. What yeah. do you what do you think what do you think about the ratings on board game geek? I, I honestly don't recall. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Here's the thing, care. but I don't recall seeing a game on board game geek with a, such a hard, such a high rating. Oh, I have. 9.2. I, I mean I've seen several. Oh, I mean, other other than the castles and burgundy yeah. and stuff, you yeah, know. Yeah, I've seen several. Like, yeah. but it's it's just it, it's just uh well, let me see where too many bones is at. Too many bones. Check it out. Now uh, the other one yeah. that I'm excited to get also, let me tell you because we, I was uh, talking about Kickstarters, is Sleeping Gods uh, by Ryan Lockett. Okay, so Sleeping Gods. What, what about uh, you? I, okay, so. Uh, Come on, uh, bring it up. Speak from is, your heart, man. This is going to be tough. <laughs> this, this is going to be tough. Should I regret I, then? <laughs> so, so, no, no, no. I, I think we, we can be very clear about this kind of stuff because this is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so I've owned all of his games except for that one first one i think it's like called city of gold or something like that and i've gotten rid of all of them oh my and goodness the thing is is that uh, like, this is this is sometimes with these people like the publishers and like like yeah. ryan luck is in a he's a genius he's a genius like his his brain visually yeah and what he's trying to do with his designs are it's just almost second to none like I, I, he's just such a creative person and I would love to talk to him in person, just to you know pick his brain. Um, but it's something about that's always missing for me um, in his games that I actually detach from them because I, I do get this disappointment, like oh that's not what I wanted, or uh, this is not what I, I, I thought it was. And like near and far was like the epitome of that because it just didn't feel like a real adventure to me. Yeah. And you know it just did, it, like I thought that's what it was. I thought like I really thought. Um, Oh God, I was hurt. But, <laughs> but that, like, and that was hard. Uh, by the way, I'm going to be on the Dice Tower. That list is coming out this week. It's called Top Ten Dick, Top Ten Games I Hate. Okay. Just, just we got, we, we're going to be watching you. We're going to be watching here, you for sure. By the way, I don't hate board games. I told them up front. I was like, I don't <laughs> hate board games, but I think people want to hear me talk about games I don't like. Yeah. Uh, but but I think Sleeping Gods may be the one. Like I actually think Sleeping Gods may be the one. Did you back it? I did of not. Of course not. Right? So, yeah. so I did not. I did not. And his games don't have like differences between the retail and the the, the game. You just get it a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. So if I really want to pick it off, I could probably pick it off someone, yeah. somebody. Um, I'm not going to re request a review copy from that guy at all. Um, I want. I would like to meet him, shake his hand, and buy his game. So because yeah. I always have bought his games. That's the thing. Like, I don't let. I don't. I don't get burnt by people. I just. Decide if I want it, do the research, and buy it. Like, and then it's on me. It's not on them. You know, like I bought the game, so uh, it just I've bought all his games and I've gotten rid of all his games. I think I own near and far twice. Okay. So yeah, I just 
that just that one just hurt me. But like this one right here seems like the one. Like, Hopefully, seems, I really just, hope. <laughs> no, because the team, the MVM team, the MVM team, they were like really feeling it. Like they were like they were like, when I say they were feeling it. Like they they were like we were just talking about like it is that big to them. And I'm like they got a they have a diverse taste. And I was just like all right, based on what they're saying, I'm like maybe we are. This, maybe this is gonna be really good. So. I'm going to temper my expectations, but I think this is the one. After doing some research, listening to more people, I kind of know everybody who did a preview for that one. So, yeah. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. I hope so. I do. I hope so. Yeah. Not cheap. So. Okay. So now let's talk about, it is going to be, I wanted to ask you first, like, tell me your top three favorite games ever. That can be hard unless you can answer me right away. But oh, that's not hard. Yeah. Oh, that's not hard. Okay, bring it. To top three games ever. Uh, so top three games would probably be starting with uh, Mage Knight, number okay. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is Gloomhaven. Okay. By far. And then number three, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to parse between like Too Many Bones. And actually, no, I'm, I'm just going to say it's KDM. It's, K- it's Kingdom Death Monster. It's not, that's not really hard to do. Those okay. three games are like, they've, okay. they've consumed a lot of my time in my life. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, those are three games. Like, Mage Knight is a board game, but like Gloomhaven and Kingdom Death Monster are what I call lifestyle games. Like, you don't just, I'm going to play one episode of Gloomhaven tonight and then I'm going to put it down and, and put it back up. And <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're no, not going to do that. If no. you do, and if you do, you must live alone. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or have like, have like a, like a designated game room table. Yeah, that you can you use must, just for right. for that, yeah. Uh, so, are you, are you share you put Gloomhaven on your dinner table because there's no way you would want, <laughs> yeah. you know, like Kingdom Death Monster. You got markers, you got sheets everywhere. Yeah, you're you know trying to figure out how you're gonna do your village. The village takes up half your table. The the hunt board takes up half your table. The yeah. the, the actual you know board takes up part of your table. It's a lifestyle game. You got to put together the minis, everything. It's all in that game by far is the most thematic game I've ever played in my life. That is, I, I always talk about that game when I say, like, what's the most thematic game you play? I'm like, honestly, man, there is no game that is so serious about its theme and and, and working than that game. And I think Tainted Grill might be right there. I just haven't played enough to know. So yeah. uh, I, I feel like that one was the one in, like, Nemesis. So Awakened Realms is kind of doing it right now, but I, mm-hmm. I have to play them more to, to definitely officially yeah. say this, but I feel like I, I can smell it because I've tried them. So Yeah. Actually, Etherfields. I'm very excited about Etherfields too from Awakened Realms that's, that I'm waiting that's for. That's what I did back. So how do you feel about it? I feel like it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a mix of uh, the movie Inception with a very darkish theme like together. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really hope... Uh, that it can it can bring me that I'm very excited about it to be honest with you I'm very excited about the whole content that you will get I mean those guys like you were mentioned from my welcome realms they're making such good games such uh, immersive games and for me I, I always put like three filters when I when I play a game in order that, that I will put it on the category of I really it's really on my enjoyment first it needs to have replayability I love replayability and if it doesn't have replayability I want to be a campaign or something that I can keep going forward in the game. Um, I also want to be the game to be immersive. I like to immerse myself, and I have said this before, uh, on the theme, especially when I'm playing solo games. What I do is I go to my game room, uh, which is where I'm recording right now, and I put music on on the back, like a soundtrack usually that matches with what I'm playing. 
and I, I let myself go into the gaming, uh, the game that I'm playing, basically the universe of the game. Yeah. And it needs to be so. It needs to be immersive. It needs to have high replayability. Um, and you know that those are my big uh, uh, filters, basically. Uh, and the theme, of course, um, that I'm very theme driving, dream driven by games. To be honest with you, that's probably my my most. Um, I guess I would call it defect from a gamer that I know that you're not supposed to go that way, but I'm really, really driven by a theme of the game. Like it needs to be something that really appeals to me. Now I'm usually or I'm usually wrong about it because then I play games like uh, uh, Wingspan, and I love it. And the theme is zero interesting to me. Like I don't care about birds, and I don't. I don't have zero interest. See, that's the thing. Yeah, that's what it, it really only comes down to gameplay. There's nothing worse. That having a game that looks gorgeous that sucks, yeah. like it, or it's okay. And I try to tell people, like, I get it. You walk past, you know, you're looking online, you're looking at the BGG pictures, you're looking at Kiss Party, you're like, this man, this game is so gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you gotta watch it. You gotta yeah. watch it. Like, yeah. and I tell people, like, that's the thing. You're window shopping, you know, and you're back in this stuff. You, you're, you're selling on a dream. You know, it's got two million dollars behind us you're like oh this is gonna be awesome they're giving us so much stuff and then boom you know you get it and then you see some of the gameplay or you you didn't watch the gameplay videos you didn't really watch any previews because you hate them all or whatever and then you know that's all it's on you or sometimes it's just like going to the store and buying something you like and then you Mm -hmm. just it ends up being a dud Uh, but i try to tell people that's why you gotta do your research man The, the sheen of a game will fool you it will yeah. fool you you know and, it will straight up fool you so and for me on my top three right now at this moment I, it's pretty much pretty similar to you i would put over there gloomhaven for sure like there's no yeah. questions as gloomhaven uh yeah. i will also put match night and i know this is gonna sound crazy but probably yeah. for me there's a, there's a tie very very a tie between match night and robinson crusoe i love robinson yeah. crusoe robinson and, crusoe is and, like right there it's just right there gloomhaven yeah. is the one that kicked it out yeah it kicked it out the top three but like that's my number four i play that game so much and, and the, the other one the other one will be uh sight i love sight i do yeah. I, I i see your face like uh like well i i love <laughs> and i got oversight uh-huh. and uh, yeah. Oh man, you gotta watch this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna I watch it, man. I'm gonna definitely. <laughs> I go through a lot of feelings on that. that yeah. show. Uh, it's pretty funny. I, I I know people. are I know some of my friends who are publishers are not gonna be so happy. Yeah. But I'm gonna be like, hey, you know, I don't love them all. That's the thing that people don't understand. It's like yeah. I don't love them all uh, because some of these games need, you know, they 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 last for a while and then they kind of flame out. And side was. A great one for me viticulture great one for me yeah. you know and they just kind of sloughed off but viticulture ain't going nowhere like that just i just love that game yeah but i feel like man you know like it's so you know as time passes you know your tastes change a little bit like yeah. big book of madness was a game i went away from yeah and now i want it back because they supported it finally you know yeah. uh or tapestry like man tapestry oh man i so, i i i honestly need to say it i have played it three times already and I mean, I played it for to have fun with the game group, but I mean, no, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, no, I mean, right, yeah, I, like, you I, know, I said the same thing like yeah. uh, Wingspan and uh, Wingspan and Tapestry. Like, to me, they just had a to me, they did not have a good year for me, you know, okay. and I just I just didn't connect with either one. I love 
you know, Elizabeth Hargrave. I'm going to buy all her games. I'm literally going to buy all the games. She's that coming with a new game, Mariposas, yeah. actually. Mariposas. Yeah. I can just tell y'all, like, yeah. I will buy all her games. Sophia Wagner, same thing. I have both of her. Noria I bought, The Boldest I bought. They're good designers, but I just haven't found – I didn't find the one that I connected with, although I like Elizabeth Hargrave's uh, Tussie Mussy. But okay. I just – I, I try to tell people like if you you are you like the designs that's the thing like I like the designs and there's something maybe that's a little bit missing but I can see like I'm like see they know how they know what they're doing and I I can see it it's just that I'm not jiving with this one or I know that the next time they come with something I'm not I will not have seen it before yeah. or I've I know they're they're doing something you know and it's not just to be edgy it's smart it's just not for me or I hope the next one is so you know I just that's the difference between me and I think and some people is it's like I, uh, you know, unfortunately I do have the ability to buy games, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know and publishers also send me some things. But like I, you know, I will try anything. I would try any game, and yeah. uh, you know when I do and I have the opportunity as well. Like man, you know there are a lot of very good games out there, and there are a lot of good ones, and there are a lot of average ones, and there's not a lot of poor ones. Or, or they just never come to light, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the hardest thing is is that there are thousands of games that are okay good, and you don't know what to do, you know? Like, <laughs> you know? Because if you really went through your collection, it's like, yeah. is that really great? Like, yeah. is that really great? Like, if I told you you had to pay a bill tomorrow, like, which ones would you sell? That's why I tell it when yeah. I do a culling list, I'm like, if I had to sell, if I had to make $300 tomorrow, which ones would I get rid of? And I do that. I go through it. And it's not that hard to get rid of stuff at yeah. that point. Like when I do that, it's never hard to get rid of stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to do it. That's a good advice, actually. You know, the that's other real. one, the other one that I just tried uh, because I got it on sale. That's why I bought the game. Uh, when we talk about the beginning of the episode with Pathfinder, the card game, I oh, got yeah. I got the sale on sale because I got to buy it on sale not too long ago. And uh, there's a stores here in US uh, for all you listeners that are not here in US. Uh, called Half Price Books here. Uh, you know, they're pr- pretty much nationwide. And you can buy uh, games or or books that are usually new or used, but but for half price. Uh, and usually they run up sales. Anyway, I ended up getting Pathfinder, the core set, the new edition for about $20 or something, 20 American dollars. And, um, you know, I really did enjoy it. I don't know if you have any experience with it. I mean, it has more narration and, you know, it kind of it makes you feel like more like in a, Dungeon crawly ish card game. Oh, hold on. Oh, so I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, I was blanking out there. I got some really good information. I clicked on something. I'm sorry. Okay, you're fine. Uh, but you were talking about Pathfinder the card game. Yeah, right? but the new version. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I do like Pathfinder the card game. I just realized I was uh, Steph Hodge from BGG. She had posted something. I was just like, you know what? I haven't played those games in a while. They always do something with each different box and adventure. Yeah. And they present these new challenges. I tried Apocrypha, which is by the same designer, Mike Salika. Yeah. And I, I, I thought that was interesting, but definitely not as good as Pathfinder, but a good idea. And I, I kind of want to delve into some of these new adventures that he's come up with mm-hmm. uh, for for this one. I don't even know if they've you know switched designers, but I should probably grab one of those, like maybe yeah, the good. previous one or something. Like, what are the new ones? Like the new one. Maybe... Well, the new one he he released a new corset is with the same designer. Uh, and basically, you get new art. And the difference is that on the previous versions, uh, you will get, the, like you said, the small boxes, expansions, and you will get a little bit of flavor text on the on the cards, okay. on the introduction right. of the scenario, and that was it. Now, in this one, you actually have like a book of adventure campaign. So um, you're going through that book with a more, much, 
a lot of more story on the book. You basically know what are you, what is your role in the story, and then you are upgrading your character, right? And then uh. once you finish an, uh, a scenario, well, you the, the story continues and you keep going. And also has a new, a new uh, kind of mechanic when there's always the danger of the of the adventure. It's another card that it can be triggered. So a little bit of few new things, uh, the same basic mechanic, right? Like of draw, uh, you know, getting your hand limit according to the character and your deck of, of cards is your life. So if you're not able to replenish your hand, you're, do you're done, you're dead. You travel to different locations to try to uh, kill the, uh, the bad guy or close the doors, close the locations in that way you can trap him. Same mechanics. But now it has more, more flavor to the story, to the campaign-ish. And it definitely makes you feel more like in, you're in a dungeon crawlish card game versus right. versus the other one that it was more like a just i guess adventure so okay. I, i wanted to put it there i tried it's not like i said probably uh, like five six days ago uh yeah. and 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 it was good so i want to try it out there for all of you uh listeners that you know have followed pathfinder the card game since the beginning well you should definitely check this out because i mean it's definitely going to be uh, you know worth it i'm pretty sure for all of okay. you and jeremy it's been amazing my friend to talk to with you about many 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 themes Uh, many things, I'm sorry. <laughs> many themes like yeah. the games. Um, I know we can go all night because we can talk about a lot of things. But that that one, that I'm going to leave it for round two. It's going to be, this is Jeremy round one. Then oh, we're going to wow. have Jeremy slash Jambalaya round two. Wow. And then we're going to go for the ultimate fight. And then the Jamie comes back and all that stuff. You know, like <laughs> Jeremy comes back yeah, and wow. Jeremy's resurrection and all those like... Oh, wow. like, Jer like wow, Jeremy. Jeremy, like, Jer Jeremy's Covenant, you know, like the like Aliens movies. You're going to be keep upgrading episode by episode. Hey, but I, we want, I want to talk about something very important that is going on right now, and it's very unfortunate. Um, and it's also very trivial in a gray zone that, um, you know, that for the content creators and board games, and we talk about this before we start recording. And uh, I'm talking about the unfortunate situation regarding the COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Um, I know, Jeremy, that I see, I saw on your personal Facebook, actually, I hope I can share it. I saw where you post not too long ago that you work in healthcare. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you put, you put that. And I'm also working in healthcare as well. So I'm pretty sure that you are very aware of the whole situation, you know, in the front line. I, I do it as well every day uh, in the front line. And it's very unfortunately, it's very, it's very unfortunate. It's very sad, and it seems like it's keep just getting worse and and updated every day, and it goes day by day. But going back to the to the to our hobby, um, you know, this is difficult times. And like I was telling you before we start recording, th there is times like this that are unique in the history. That now in our times, it kind of help, kind of help. Um, to the content creators to, I guess, have more audience because most of the, in a lot of regions in the world, like Italy, Spain, even here in U.S. now for the next two weeks, at least here in Indiana, where is where I'm recording, um, people are like in kind of like a quarantine type-ish yeah. uh, thing, like yeah. staying at home, staying safe. Yeah. And that usually gives more time to play and to listen to the content over there. Um, so basically, Jeremy, what is your, what is your message to to all the, the gamers out there? I mean, what are your, your thoughts, your input? And how do you think this whole situation will affect to the industry and how well, drastic it will be for the industry? Well, I'll just tell you right now, um, 
as far as on the publisher side, the people I talk to, they're hurting, man. I mean, they're, these businesses are hurting. They're going to not have conventions. We're not going to have conventions. And they're going to be hemorrhaging money. And uh, they're going to need your support. I mean, you like these yeah. designers. You like these games. You know, support them. Uh, for us, of course, right, men of the people here. And uh, all I can tell you is, it's like, hey, I, you know, I hope gaming now more than ever brings you and yourself and your family together uh, you know, in this time of uncertainty and stress and, uh, you know, like it's going to be a long ride. People are losing their jobs. You know, yeah. people don't know when they're going to go back to work, these types of things like that. And all, and I can't even give you any hope, you know, like I can't yeah. necessarily sell you this fake hope. Uh, but you know, you really want to, you know, hunker down and do the things that you love and hopefully gaming is part of that and not all of that. And this may be a time where you may need to find, happiness outside of gaming just because gaming is something that's so integral to your like everyday happiness mm -hmm. and i feel like it may not be enough so you may have to you know do something else as well you know on top of this so you can you know come back to it instead of like you know like i tell people like if you play card games every day and you're talking about your life and stuff like that you know that could be part of the negative experience yeah. like we sit down and we complain about our day and play you know this awesome card game yeah you know like you know like you may have to step away and take a walk and you know just take a walk and just talk about your day and then it's all out of you and you come back and then you play a card game and have fun so i, I try to tell people that and yeah while i'm here i should say this hopefully you're still here with us um uh -huh. i i am doing a massive giveaway um okay i am working with from my collection of games that are new and some that are like very gently used a whole bunch of content creators are donating stuff and then publishers i have like 30 publishers at this point are donating a crap ton of games for me to give away to all the people um you know just the people and that was the thing i don't want this to be my promotion it's just going to be under jeremy howard and it is called like the industry giveaway it's jeremy's industry giveaway we're just we're going to different spots like yours and different podcasts. We're giving okay. stuff away. I'm going to be doing live stuff, giving things away. I'll be on other content creators, platforms, just giving things away. And we really want to target people who are in need. So I'm not going to deter you from entering to these contests because some of the games are very attractive. There okay. are a lot of brand new games and hot games. Uh, but I really want, if you really, really have a need, and you know that it's going to be some dark times in your house, not just board games. We're talking food, all that stuff like that. And I can lighten your life with a board game. You know, uh, I, I hope that I can. You can just follow me under Jeremy Howard, or you can go to my Jumble Plays Games uh, Facebook page because I'm going to be posting the first couple events there. And then after that, I'll just be kind of announcing from my personal account places I'll be um, online at different times because I'm literally going from like live youtube show to webcast to this like i'm just going all over the place okay. and finding different audiences to give specific types of games to uh, but if you personally you know want to reach out to me you know maybe share your story or just kind of give me you know just let me know where you're coming from and what type of games you like i will try to get you a, i will try to get you a game or two i am loaded with games and this is what i want you to do i'll leave you can put your email in here, but my email that I'm using for this is called Jamba, Jamba like Jambalaya, Jamba <laughs> P, letter P, G, M V M, like men versus people, at gmail.com. And I'm going to, you know, you can send that to me. 
it just you know if you have questions or you just want to share your story be don't don't worry just swallow your pride swallow your pride and just share it get it out of you maybe it'd be therapeutic to do share your story I'll listen. I'll read it. I'm going to try to read as many of these as possible and respond. I have almost 100 games to give away at this point. I still, I'm still getting email responses. I got one right now I'm so excited about. And I'm just going to give them away. I'm not keeping anything. Give it away. So I will hopefully find games that make you happy. And, uh, you know, even if it's 15 minutes or three hours, you know, uh, because this is not, a, you know, this is just not certain. You know, happiness is not certain at this point. Yeah. Uh, but I really do hope I can help. And I, I just, like I said, I don't feel like board games cure at all, but I definitely think they can help. So, they can, they can definitely help. I, I agree yeah, you. And you know. and let me tell you this, amazing listeners, uh, you know, make sure that you follow Jeremy on his social media. Make sure that you follow him on Facebook, uh, either with Jambalaya Play Games, Mine versus Maple, all the links that he mentioned. Uh, I'm also um, going to be sharing all his content that he's going to be making for this giveaway or most of his content in the solo bg pet, uh, facebook page so make sure that you follow us on solo bg podcast as well because all the content i'm going to be sharing it there because i think this is a very important thing that you're doing jeremy and i really want to say thank you as a game yeah. as a gamer and also you know i mean thank you for for yeah. for all and in the name i guess of all the listeners of solo bg podcast and yeah. this is a very good thing to do and yeah you're right i mean this is a hard time fortune unfortunately we cannot say like uh, you know give hope I mean, of course, yeah. the, the idea is not yeah. to create panic either when I right. talk about uh, things are getting worse, but it's just because they are. I mean, it's just to be to be aware and mindful and appreciated of what you have and try to, to take the best of, of you, bring the best of you in these situations to stay at home and stay safe. And if it's hard. The, and, and, it's I hard know to it's stay hard. safe. It's, it's hard, hard, it's hard to stay safe. Yeah. We are in a culture that's very free. Yeah. And to have any of that restricted is a threat to what we're used to, yeah, you know, exactly. versus like, and then like, I'm not even going to talk about politics. It's just the way we're built. We're built to be free. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, other countries have done really good at at least trying to curb it because they're, they're not as used to being free. Yeah. So they just, they have to do what they're told and, you know, they got on the other side of it. And for us, it's going to take a while to convince us. And they're, you know, the government is trying its best to curb that i'm a federal worker i know some of these things and it's just okay, like okay. we're trying to curb some of those things but at this rate it's just not it's gonna it's not gonna stop the inevitable of trying to deal with the amount you know the amount <laughs> of yeah. rush that is happening so it's like it's hard you know it's difficult so we when, when people are inside and they're feeling these feelings and they're watching tv all the time with all this bad stuff man you know turn it off play yeah. a game You know, like I said, go for a walk, play a game, talk to your family, like sit at the table and talk like that's more important now. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, the sky is falling outside and the sky is falling and we don't we, we just can't do anything about it. But we are doing our part and our part is just staying inside, you know, stay at home, stay safe. Yeah, yeah, stay at home, stay safe. And yeah. And I hope uh, missing listeners that. You enjoy this space uh, as much as I did talking to Jeremy tonight. Um, and, you know, I hope this also helped you uh, to have a moment of happiness, a little bit of happiness. And Jeremy, I'm really appreciated that you were here with us tonight yeah. or this evening or today, depending on where you're listening, uh, what time yeah. you're listening. Uh, I hope we can have, like I said, the round two, round three, round four, the covenant yes. and all the stuff. Yes. Uh, 
And we, thank, get, we, we gotta come up with some really good names for when I come back. Yeah, I know. Hey, yeah, we're gonna have to create the, the Jeremy, Jeremy the Revenge Part Two yeah. or something yes. like that. Something, yeah. something, something epic, cinematic and yeah. stuff. I'm yes. gonna be sharing uh, Jeremy all his content, uh, following his social media, and and yes, and that's it. Jeremy, is there anything else that you will, anything else that you would like to add to the to wrap up? No, just thank you for your time, and man, like I said, do not be afraid to reach out to me. Uh, be a messenger or like I said, Jamba PG, uh, at, uh, sorry. Yeah. Jamba PG MVM, uh, at gmail.com. I'll, I'll, like I said, just leave a link and I'll, you know, like I said, just, just tell a story. It's fine. You know, we want to help people in need as much as possible. That is why these publishers were swift to give me this stuff. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's great stuff, but I want to find the right home, uh, forum, if I can first before I get to all these people who just want games, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, man, if you're going to be going through some hard, hard times, you know, reach you out to have, Jeremy. You don't have, you know, a pile of shame like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, you is know? Like, this is not the time. This is not the time. This is not the time. I do. I do. I have a lot and that's why I'm giving, uh, okay. you know, I have a lot. I have a job. I have a good job. My wife has a good job and I, I don't feel guilty about it. I just know what it's like on the other side when I ain't have no money. Yeah. You know, we, we and, and I and I grew up poor. Like I don't, I know that side, and you can't miss a check. You know, and you're already kind of floating your money around. Like I don't want you to do that. Not this time. At least not this month. You get a game. You get a, two or three games. You get one for your kid, one for yourself, one for you know, like your little circle. You know, a friend. Just I just want you to have fun just for a little while, and I can't guarantee anything, but I hope it helps. And we have a community of people who are coming together to help. That is, I'm just a concerned citizen. I am not jambalaya or man versus, I'm just a concerned person. That's what I'm on this planet for. I know that. That's so. good, Jeremy. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, so much for all the happiness that you bring to our tables with your playthroughs, uh, with now with this giveaway. And like I said, once again, I'm going to be sharing all his content in that way you can reach out to him. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for being here, for being here tonight. And for you amazing listeners, like always, remember that you can follow us in my social media, SoloBG Podcast, at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And like always, remember... For victory, go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop.